What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Podcast from the Saucy Takes channel. Y'all already know where we're on, man. We got to discuss week one. We got a nice little episode for you guys. Hopefully, let them know about the people. Swift, let, introduce yourself to the people. What up, what up? You already know who it is. Um, went three and two in the week, so can't really be mad about it when you win more than you lose. Hey, I, I can be very upset. I went one and three. I lost to a kicker. I don't know why we still play with those in some leagues. And uh, in another league, I just, you know, I just died. I didn't set the right lineup. I was given the, the least efficient manager, which, you know, is, is means at least there's talent on my team. I just couldn't find it in week one. Well, you definitely didn't do that in our main league, scoring 194 points. Uh, you know, when it's that when it's rivals week, man, you just got to come with that little extra oomph. You got to. You gotta really, you know, you gotta you gotta get down to business. There's no cutting, you know, you gotta cut out all the BS and just stick to it. And I'm I'm glad I I, I destroyed him, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What is that? Like a seventy one point difference? He was also the lowest scoring manager on the week. Not like it would have helped him if he was the second highest scoring, because you know, your boy had to take that. But, you know, shout out to Saquon for real. Saquon killed it. My receivers were absolutely deadly. I think the only bad start I had was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was Pierce over like guys like Dylan. But, you know, at that point, I know you see right there. You know what's ironic, guys? Remember the first episode I was talking about, the tight end sleeper? It had to be Gerald Everett. I was, I was dropping Austin Hooper for him. And there you have it, bro. Just uh, an absolutely onslaughter, just one catch for six yards. And uh, Everett was going crazy. So, you know, it's just ironic. It played out exactly how I expected it to. Yeah, you know, despite you going one and three, just remember that there could always be worse. And that was solid this week. He went 0-4, 0-4 in all his leagues. I'm not sure if he won the Megalobol that we're in, but um, he had a really tough week this week. And that's why we're actually not interviewing him. We're going we're gonna to give him uh, a little leeway and, and uh, mercy. We're going to give him a break just so he can get his feelings back together. He can regather himself. We're recording this on Wednesday morning, but at this point, we still think he's in a bunch. Like, he doesn't know where he's going. I, I called him. He doesn't pick up. Like, the poor guy is just, it's just, he's going through it right now. Yeah, you know, when when you have a relative pass away, you got to give time for mourning. And this is, I, I don't really see a big difference in going 0-4. Duh. 100%. It's the same thing. <laughs> R.I.P. Grandma, R.I.P. my fantasy team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to recap some of the games as well from uh, this week. But first, let's start off with uh, some of the news, like just some injury news throughout the week. Obviously, I think the biggest one is uh, Senor Prescott, no? I actually completely forgot him about him. But That's... but that that is one of the biggest news. And it does hurt. C.D. Lamb, Zeke, Pollard, Schultz, Schultz, the team, um, like the whole team. Yeah, I mean, even even with Dak, though, like we'll talk about really? it when we get to that game. But they they did not look good. The the whole Cowboys organization as yeah, a whole. You know, you know what they always say. This is their year. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get a lot of Cowboys haters. I actually like the Cowboys. Um, not my favorite team, but I enjoyed their players. But my God, that was just a, a putrid performance week one. I'm not going to lie. It was 
it was bad from top to bottom, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, some other injury news is Elijah Mitchell. He got hurt while he was out there uh, swimming, basically, in that Bears game. Yeah. I actually don't have Mitchell on any teams, but, you know, that's that's really tough. Week one injury, like, I can't imagine. I, mean, I, I hope you have death. Yeah, I believe he's expected to miss two months as of right now. That's not been, um, you know, you know how injuries are. It could be two months. It could be one and a half. It could be three. Um, but definitely, that's at least eight to ten games, in my opinion. So, um, if you drafted Mitchell, unless you have two IR spots or you can spare your IR spot, I'd I'd probably be looking. Maybe I'd hold on to him for a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do honestly. I don't have him in any league for for a couple reasons actually. That be injuries being one of them. Yeah, I think I think I'd drop him just because I feel like that team, even with Mitchell, is like a three-headed committee between Lance, Debo, and Mitchell, or whoever is going to be the running back. So, I I completely agree. We also have some news for tomorrow's game. Uh, Keenan is also out. Uh, he I don't know if you saw he was absolutely killing kids, per usual. You know how Keenan does it. Just dogging. I think he had four catches in the first like six minutes of the game, and then he just he had a nice little uh, uh no, it wasn't nice. He just pulled his hammy or something like that, and he's gonna be out one to two weeks. Apparently, they they don't they don't really know the the difficulty of the strain, or it hasn't been released to us. They probably do know. So you know, and they play the Chiefs this week, so that that sucks for all the Keenan Allen holders because he was he was definitely at least due for targets this week against the Chiefs. Everett season. Oh, already on it, baby. <laughs> How about we go to... Let's go to the games, man. Let's go quite nice little quick recap. We're going to try to recap every game. It's not going to take too long. We're just going to try to zoom by these. Um, Starting, yeah, Saints and the Falcons. Absolutely great game, in my opinion. Um, Jameis had like 45 passing yards at, at halftime. I was like, God damn, my Jameis takes are looking bad. And then he was like, you know what, man? I got you. He started going crazy. Uh, he played good. Uh, Kamara didn't. So if, you, if you're holding on to Kamara right now, um, you don't feel good about week one, but you also don't feel don't feel bad, man. It's Alvin Kamara, guys. Like, calm it down. Like, he's had, he has his history. Um, he was, um, Jameis was targeting Landry a lot, though. I started Landry in one of my other leagues because in the preseason, it was kind of like this. But uh, Landry, Thomas, and Olave got some decent targets. Olave actually led all the receivers in snaps. And then it was Landry. And then it was Thomas. So that's very interesting. So uh, if you have Olave, hold on to Olave. Don't try to sell him now because his value is not that high. But I I do think Olave is going to get more involved as the year goes on. Yeah, and then on the other side, we have... Cordero Patterson, who just torched the Saints, 22 for 120, averaging 5.5 a carry and a touchdown. This man is 31 years old doing this, and I didn't expect it. I was low on him. But, you know, I think it's going to apply to every game that we're going to talk about. It's just week one. We're not going to, just because we see this happen doesn't mean we're going to see it every week. Don't overreact, guys. Yeah, don't take Do not overreact. Don't take victory laps. Don't tilt, especially with Camara. Um, unless you're in the league with Lewis and you have Camara, 
I would definitely say to to trade him away to Lewis because um, Lewis will. Yeah, I'm buying all the stock. Yeah, Lewis will buy that and then stock. Some. Yeah, and then some. And then uh, we. Yeah, I was gonna say just like just like Kamara, don't don't try to tilt on Pitts either. I know you know he had a bad week. I was just about um, to talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and then take it over, man. I'll, I'll be back up. Yeah, Pitts. He had seven targets, only two catches, nineteen yards. It was a disappointing day for someone who was drafted pretty high and considered one of the top four or five tight ends. But this is definitely not going to happen every week. Mariota is going to get him more involved as the season goes on. We have to remember that this is a new QB, and the Saints' defense is actually pretty good. Despite, yeah, they despite, were last year. Despite giving up 26, but... um. I actually think that bodes well for the for the Falcons going forward, man. Uh, uh, Mariota threw thirty three times, and they were basically in control. Like they had positive game scripts, so they should have been rushing. And obviously, they did rush a lot, but thirty three attempts in a game that they were up that that bodes well for not just Pitts but Drake London, bro. He looked he looked all like that number one receiver. Let me tell you, he he looked very very good out there. I have him in a couple leagues. I'm trying to get him in some more just because I think the talent is there, bro. Like, this guy is like 6'4", 6'5", just gets open at every area of the field. Great hands. Makes people miss. Like, you know, I'm... Uh, let me just say, Pitts and, Pitts and London, if they go out there and they get one of them college quarterbacks, you know, Stroud or whoever they get, bro, that's going to be a, a formidable tandem for the future, especially when Calvin Ridley comes back. That's going to be a scary offense. 100%. And I don't understand why people were fading London at the draft. <clears throat> Solid. Um, you know, it just it just didn't make sense to me, him being the basic, basically the wide receiver one there. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see how, how it progresses over the season. The next game we're talking about is the Niners and the Bears, a.k.a. the Flood. Flood Bowl. The Flood Bowl. And, and it was, I think we can completely chalk this game up. Don't don't pay attention to really anything here, except yeah. for the fact that you know Eli Mitchell got hurt. But yeah, that's the only news I guess that you can look away. I mean, J. Uh, Juan Jennings got a couple targets in there. He was like the go-to guy, but um, like if you have Ayuk, he got two targets. But bro, like honestly, it doesn't matter. Talk the whole game away. Yeah. Uh, I guess you like that Trey Lance ran the ball a lot, thirteen carries. Same thing on the other side for Fields. I believe he had like 11. Wasn't productive on him, but you still like it. And just, I mean, honestly, other than that, then I think there's nothing to go off of in this game, to be honest. Yeah, that's why we're just going to move on to the next one. Yeah, move on to the next one. We got the Steelers and the Bungles here. Man, oh, man, this was a this was a crazy game, personally. Uh, just an absolute just missed field goal after miss, missed extra point, blocked field goal. Like, it was just crazy. But Joe Burr was feeling real cold this day. I guess he had the Burr effect. But um, just threw four picks, had a fumble, looked bad. And with all that said, still threw for 330 yards, almost won the game. So, you know, like, Bengals are fine. Mixon was just, they were force-feeding this man. Just targets, carries, targets, carries. Um. Jamar Chase was showed you why he was a top five receiver in this in this year in fantasy. Um, and for the Steelers, you know, just a whole lot of no information in my opinion. Um, it just it was just a weird game. Uh, a lot of empty targets. 
Frymuth got involved. So if you have him like I do, you should be pretty, you know, happy with the week. Don't expect much from him. Najee's supposedly hurt. Is there any uh, injury news on that? Have you have you heard or seen anything? Yeah, so Jalen Warren was supposed to be like a top waiver wire pickup, and then it news came out, I believe, yesterday, Tuesday, that Najee is expected to play. So I would not waste a waiver priority or fab on Jalen Warren with that said. I would not waste fab on Jalen Warren unless I have Najee Harris. And even then, um, I just don't think the Steelers running backs are going to be as good as they were last year. They don't have Big Ben just checking down every time. Like Trubisky tries to look down the field. He's not very good at it, but he does it. So, like, it bodes well for guys like Fryermuth. He was, he was targeting the tight ends a lot because I think he threw Gentry a couple balls. Uh, I liked how Claypool got involved, honestly. Um, the six carries for a receiver and six targets like you kind of want that from your receiver especially uh claypool being a big play threat consistently um they didn't really use him like that but you know pickens was it was slim pickens for pickens out there he just couldn't do much only three targets and t higgins got hurt too so yeah pickens actually had 37 routes ran and only three targets so there's probably better days ahead just because of the amount of time he was on the field but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. The next game is actually the, the highest scoring game of the week, I believe. I could be wrong, but it was... No, you're, you're correct. Yeah. The Eagles and the Lions, 38 to 35. Eagles won by three. Hurts, 243, 18 for 32. No touchdowns through the air, but he did get one on the ground. And this rushing... It is just it's just hideous. Right. We got we got four people that scored on the ground: Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. This is a four-headed committee. I wouldn't. Um, I'm actually gonna disagree with you there just a little bit, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think Sanders is if if look everybody's selling Sanders now because he just had a good week. Go get Sanders. I've been trying to get Sanders in a couple leagues. I'm actually very high on him. Like the the like I said, bro, that line is nasty. You you guys saw the line. Like the Detroit defense isn't great, but they're not they're not horrible. Miles Sanders had 13 carries. Yeah, he got vultured a couple of touchdowns, but um, to be honest, like if you tell me I get 15 touches, 12 to 15 touches from the guy behind the best offensive line in football, then shit, I'll take it, bro. Like especially if they're selling. Uh, trying to sell high on him but he doesn't cost you too much then i would i would i would target miles sanders personally i'm just a sanders believer yeah and i'm i'm a i'm a sanders hater so you know i'm I'm gonna stick to uh not touching him but i i do i do agree with you on some points you know he didn't have more twice as much really if you combine gainwell on boston's touches he had he had more than that combined so no, he's yeah, he's I, the I, best back. He's the best back on the team. Exactly. And that's the point. That's that's basically what it comes down to. He he may not have a specialized role like Gainwell, but I honestly don't think Gainwell is better than him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think the eye test tells you Miles Sanders is, is the best running back there. Boston Scott isn't bad by any means, but, you know, what about A.J. Brown, though, man? What a freaking demon out there. Jesus Christ. That man was soloing the Lions pretty much because... He had 10 catches, 155 yards on 13 targets, averaging 15.5 a catch. 
And the person behind him had three catches, which was Dallas four Goddard targets. on four targets. So Hertz was just tunnel vision to A.J. Brown, which I, I don't blame him. He's the best receiver on the team, and he's really hard to cover. But if A.J. Brown puts up these numbers, he's going to be in the conversation with Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs, Adams, like. He's, he, yep. he could be top five, which is pretty crazy at the value you got him in the draft, which was, you know, more like the 13, 12 range. Yeah. I, I, don't, I definitely, bro, I love AJ Brown. I've actually hit up somebody in our league for him. Uh, for decline, but, you know, he said he'll get back to me in the future because, you know, last year I actually traded him AJ Brown. So me and him have a history of just, just feeding each other some AJ Brown. Um, what are you doing though if you have Devontae Smith? Like, how are you feeling? Because he he put up a big old donut, four targets, no catches, no yards, just nothing. Honestly, like Zach Pascal caught a pass before him. Yeah, I'm not actually worried about Devontae Smith. I think he's gonna get his, especially after this first week. He actually had a really bad drop, wide open, in his hands, and he just dropped the ball. But it happens. I think. He probably will bounce back next week. He's too talented to to be putting up those numbers every week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak just from a little bit of experience here. Obviously, it's not the same team, it's not the same offense, but you know the Eagles, um, scrambling quarterback. People say he's not that good of a passer, stuff like that. And Lamar Jackson's very similar. Um, I'm actually very low on Devontae Smith. I didn't want him in any draft. I People try to trade me him, and I have Jalen Hurts in some league. I don't want him. I want A.J. Brown or nothing in that offense uh, in terms of receiving talent. Uh, um, maybe Goddard. Uh, take a flyer on Goddard. But um, uh, from my experience, I mean, Lamar and Jalen Hurts are different quarterbacks, but, you know, they they rush a lot, essentially. So what we'll get to, and, you know, not the most accurate passers, according to some people, but they're still talented enough. Don't know if um if I can just sit there and just want uh Devontae Smith. Typically just give me the best receiver in the offense. They they they're gonna hyper target AJ Brown and Devontae Smith will have a good game every now and then, you know, kinda like uh Marquise I mean Marquise Brown was better than what Devontae Smith did yesterday, but uh just I I'm not I'm not really sold on his target share in that offense. Okay. Talking about the and other then, side um my boy swift 15 carries 144 yards 9.6 average people were talking about how he couldn't run in between the tackles he definitely proved them wrong yesterday and i think some people are worried about jamal williams i wouldn't swift had uh 67 of the snaps 66 of the routes 57 of the rush attempts 67% on short down distance and 100% on long down distance. Williams is getting a third of the work. It's pretty clear. And that's probably the right move by the Lions because Swift is the most talented back on that team. And he can continue to do this and possibly be top five by the end of the season. To be honest, I think he, he had multiple plus 20-yard runs. He was just getting big chunk play after big chunk play. 
And the Eagles are not a bad run defense whatsoever. They have one of the best D lines in the league, especially now adding Jordan Davis to it. Um, I just really, um, yeah, uh, Jamal Williams is going to vulture a couple touchdowns here and there. You know, hopefully you don't want it to affect your fantasy week that bad. But Swift is still getting the valuable. Like he's getting, you know, he's getting long distance, like you said, catching down work. Um, he's still going to get 15 carries. They were down and they were they were running the ball. Like they were down 38 to 21. They were still running the ball. So that bodes well for Swift. And if they're down 38 to 21, it still bodes well for Swift because he's going to be getting the passing down work. So honestly, just really like Swift this year. Uh, take a flyer on Jamal if you want him on the back of your bench. It's not a bad player to have. But Almond Raw, 12 targets. Crazy, crazy. Just he's never going to break out uh, like crazy, like, you know, five catches for 130 yards. I don't think that's his game. But he's just a PPR guy. Like he's he's a check down guy. He's, he runs, he's just the chain mover in the offense. You get what I'm saying? Just really high value for in my opinion, I love Amon Ra this year, so it's nice to see him get 12 targets. For sure, I 100% agree. Moving on now, we got the my game of the week because I wanted a lot of questions answered, and I think we had some answered. The Dolphins, 20, and the Patriots, 7 points. Uh, just honestly, Mac Jones looked bad. The Patriots' offense looked bad. No receiver outside of Jacoby Myers looked anywhere halfway decent. And for the Dolphins, just, you know, Tua was being Tua, nothing special, but definitely accurate enough in his reads. I don't know if you saw, he actually underthrew Tyreek the first play. I didn't. Uh, for, for what, a, like, like it was like a, like a bad, like they, it was like a bad snap. He didn't have time to get his feet set. Like it wasn't just his fault, don't get me wrong, but like Tyreek had like a 70 yard bomb. Like he was blown coverage. He was wide open, but he couldn't just, he could not get to him. Like he was. It was pressured by that time. But Tyreek, 12 targets. You feel good about Tyreek in the offense. Jalen Waddle, five targets. Had a tutty. Just, you know, typical things. How do you feel about Chase Edmonds, though? I feel good. I know he didn't put up, like, a lot of, like, huge numbers or anything. He went 12 for 25 on the ground, four for 40 through the air. But compared to Mostert, he's getting twice the work. And I... I think he's gonna he's gonna do really good, like I talked about before in the past. I completely agree. Completely agree. I'm I'm on uh, right there with you with Mostert. I don't know if you also saw the um, Ty Montgomery. He got hurt or something. So now, um, yeah. Like, what do you think about Damian and Ramondre? Do you want any of them? Are you confident in starting any of them, or you just kind of want to see how this plays out? Yeah, it's a wait and see for me. I don't have any of them in any leagues, so. I don't really have to like stress like who I'm playing or who I'm sitting. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. One of my one of my takeaways from this game is Mike McDaniel. He, I know it's not a big deal, but he went for it on fourth and seven, right before halftime, which led to a touchdown. And I love it when coaches actually have the the guts to do that because, like your Ravens have shown in the past, going for yep. it on fourth down is extremely beneficial. And increases your win percentage. So, yeah, I, I just really like that. I agree 100%. The analytics say go for it on fourth down more than punt it on fourth down or kick a field goal on fourth down. Um, And then, you know, talking about the Ravens, man, just I'll be full disclosure. I saw some of the other games. Um, 
But in terms of one o'clock game, whenever the, just re, just so you guys know, whatever the Ravens are on, I'm I'm just watching the Ravens. Like this is this is my ride or die team. Um, one twenty four to nine. Lamar looked good in the second half. Uh, it was raining, so you know, uh, it was kind of ugly to start. Also, we didn't play any of our starters in the preseason, uh, for the most part. But uh, Kenyon Drake got every touch essentially from the backfield. Mike Davis fumbled too, so uh. I don't expect Mike Davis to be on this team. He doesn't look good. He he's kind of slow. Just Kenyon Drake looked better. He didn't really look great. So definitely, if you have Dobbins, I know you're low on Dobbins, but um, if he's eighty five percent of what he was last time he played, he's he's going to be great. Um, in terms of receiving work, so Andrews got a lot of targets. Nothing in the red zone. In the red zone, it was actually a lot of Duvernay. I will say um, I'm a little salty because how come? Before the season started, I asked you, I was like, what do you think about Duvernay? Is he going to take away work from Bateman? And what did I see this game? This man scored twice. Talk to me. So, uh, I'll actually, um, I'm, I'm not here to trash Duvernay. Um, one of the plays Lamar made uh, just stepped up in the pocket. Crazy read. The safety, they're playing cover two. Andrews ran like a curl route, like a hitch in the middle of the field. And, um... Duvernay ran like a post behind him. So the far safety came and just bum-rushed Andrews as Lamar stepped up because, you know, that's his guy. And then he just left the zone behind him wide open. Duvernay, easy touchdown. Great route by Duvernay. And then the other one, he actually had the least separation amongst any touchdown catch. I think it was like 2016. He had 0.1 yard to separation. Lamar threw an absolute dot. He showed great hands. Brought the ball in, got a touchdown. It was like a 30-yard bomb. Um, on like third and eight or something, just great play by Duvernay. But again, or twenty five yard, I think that was the one twenty five yard. But uh, just honestly, um, he wasn't on the field a whole lot. Uh, Bateman was the guy. Bateman started getting off the field once the game got out of hand, and we we're just trying to run it out. Um, Duvernay and uh, Demarcus Robinson actually ran just about the same number of routes. Uh, honestly, I would not pick him up in fantasy, personally, but. Unless you're like in like a 14, 16 team league, I mean, I guess take a flyer, but just, I think, I think this this is gonna be an outlier for Duvernay personally. Yeah, and then regarding the Jets, I think a lot of people are overreacting. If you look at the targets, there was fifty seven total targets compared to the Baltimore, which obviously Baltimore is up in game scripts, but this team was throwing the ball. Fifty nine attempts from Joe Flacco. Michael Carter looked good. I know that's your boy. Uh, Love Michael Carter. Brees Hall. Didn't look so good. Was basically the 1B to Michael Carter, which was not what the draft showed. Brees Hall was being drafted in the fifth, sixth round, which I always said was pretty high, and I, I didn't touch him. But, you know, we'll see how it pans out. But Michael Carter, 10 for 60 on the ground, averaging six yards a carry. And seven for forty through the air. That's the Joe Flacco effect, man. Once if you see Joe Flacco at quarterback, trust me, I saw him for plenty of years. He dumps down. Like uh, if you see, um, I think his running backs had nineteen targets. So if if you have Michael Carter now, he also dropped a touchdown pass. He could have had a crazy week. Ball hit him right in the chest. Uh, he was he beat Patrick Queen on like a little under route at like the three yard line, and just. But honestly, uh, watching the game live, uh. They, they they threw to Corey Davis a lot. Elijah Moore didn't get as involved as I would have thought, but my God, Joseph, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Just 
Garrett Wilson. <laughs> if you have, if you, if he's if he's on the waiver wire, pick him up. This man is crazy good. Like just one of the shiftiest. He was their best. Rec- in my opinion, he was he didn't play all the snaps. I think he was fourth behind Barrios in snaps. I love Barrios. Shout out UM. But my God, bro, Garrett Wilson looked great, phenomenal. If I'm if if I'm the Jets, he's running out there every play. Throw him, Davis, and more out there every play. I'll I'll, I'll bring in Barrios. Their tight ends didn't do anything, so I'll run like four receivers. Um, definitely trying to get as many shares of Garrett Wilson. And if you play Dynasty, bro, bro, <laughs> you're in, you're in, you're in good for you're definitely in for a good run if you have uh if you have Garrett Wilson. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. He was actually third. So if we look at the route participation chart, Elijah Moore, eighty nine percent of the routes. Corey Davis, sixty eight. Garrett okay. Wilson, 56, and Braxton Barrios, 47. So, yeah, it still shouldn't be that close. But, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it was him and Barrios were interchanging, and they shouldn't have been, in my opinion. Just just give Garrett Wilson the ball, bro. He made, like, three people miss on, like, a two-yard catch. Almost got a first down on third and ten. Just this guy's crazy. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. The guy's, I'm, I'm going to have to look at I'm gonna have to look at some highlights from that game because I, I didn't see it. I was just watching Red Zone in the 1 o'clock game, so... They weren't really like popping up too much, except for the the Duvernay touchdowns. Yeah, (laughs) all the touchdowns were from like thirty plus yards, except for the Jets' like last touchdown. Exactly. Next game we're talking about Jaguars twenty two, Commanders twenty eight. This was a very surprising game from Carson Wentz, who went twenty seven forty one, three hundred and thirteen through the air, four touchdowns, two picks. Talk to Carson me about crazy. Talk to me about these receivers. Oh, man, these receivers. So I'll be honest with you. I think me and you know just about as much as the next person. I think this game was just ridiculous. I don't see Curtis Samuel getting eleven targets and Terry getting four. The talent doesn't match up. Now, granted, Curtis is very good. It's just, just I just I don't know, man. I have no idea what to take away from these receivers. Um, if you have Terry, you're happy he scored a touchdown for you for, on that bomb. I am because I have him in a couple leagues. Um, I'm trying to get rid of Terry, to be honest. Uh, Gibson was kind of the most surprising person. Uh, got a whole lot of passing down work. Uh, no JD McKissick whatsoever, essentially. I think he had like almost triple his targets. I think it was like eight to yeah eight to three. And um, Jahan Dotson, bro, rookie receiver. A lot of people didn't want him to go in the first round. Ended up going in the first round and uh, only had five targets. But he did you see the the game winning touchdown catch he made uh, down the sideline? It yeah, was spectacular. Aside from Deontay Johnson's one handed grab, I think that was probably the second best um, catch in the week. Like it was, bro. It was a crazy catch. He has good hands, so definitely just hold on to him. I have him in a, in a league or two. Yeah, Dotson actually but, had the highest routes among rookie receivers at forty. So. He's definitely going to be involved, but I think I think you're right. I think we can kind of chalk this game up. We we don't really know enough to know what's going to happen down down the line. And then on the other side, Christian Kirk, my boy. What did I say before? What was my saucy take? About fifteen. And he did it. Was it? He did it. What was it? Fifteen. I'm pretty sure he did it. I'm not sure. I'm gonna let you talk about it while 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 I look it up. No, go ahead. Talk about him. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, look it up. He had like 12 targets, bro. Um, six catches. The first half of the game, it was actually a lot of uh, Zay Jones. So um, that that bodes well, especially if you have Zay Jones. But um, 
kind of the, the thing I wanted to talk about in this game a lot was just the usage for all the the running backs. You know, James Robinson, I'm not going to lie. He, if you, you could have fooled me if you told me he tore his Achilles like 10 months ago, eight, nine months ago. Like, the guy looked good. He almost looked better than, um, sorry, than, than Travis Etienne. Etienne also didn't look bad, but just trying to see what do you think of uh, Mr. Travis. I hope you look it up. Don't worry. Yeah, I can't. I can't actually find them on the list. But uh, Travis, um, James Robinson just said, "I don't really care about my Achilles," and I'll he, play through anything. He, he was looking like James Rob James Robinson of old. Eleven for sixty six on the ground. Hit a catch for three yards and a touchdown, both a touchdown on the ground and through the air. I don't know if this is going to be a consistent thing, though. I don't know if he's going to last. I don't pray for injuries, but I just Achilles injuries aren't known to are are known to linger. So we'll see what yeah, happens. So, uh, actually, finished receiver receiver fifteen. You said twenty one. Twenty. He finished twenty. 20? Exactly. 20. Okay. So it definitely wasn't um a far far off take. Uh, Waddle finished fifteenth with eighteen point seven, and he had seventeen point seven. Um, he also dropped a touchdown, or not dropped. He just couldn't get his feet in. I don't know if you saw the play. It was made a good catch on the sideline. Couldn't get his feet in. He would have had more points. Definitely would have solidified receiver top like probably top five because it was it was it was going to be another touchdown. You know, I had like another seven nine points to that. Yeah, if Kirk would have got into the end zone, which he had a, a couple opportunities, he would have been top fifteen. But yeah, you know, I, uh, I forgot. My bad, dude. How do you feel about Etienne in that backfield? I just, I know you, you what you said about James Robinson, but like, are you, do you like, are you buying this kid? Are you selling this kid? Are you just waiting and seeing if you have him? I'm waiting and seeing. I, I don't, I don't own him in any leagues. And yeah, this is another person that was drafted really high. So. I'd be, I'd be kind of worried if I was an ETN owner, to be honest. I'm actually trying to trade for him. So, real quick, what do you think if, just off the top of your head, ETN for Damian Pierce? Yeah, I like that. You like that if you're ETN owner or you like that if you're a Pierce owner? ETN, just because the the Pierce situation... I don't, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really crazy about the Patriots offense compared to the Jags. I feel like the Jags are going to, like Lawrence had 42 attempts and this team is trying to move the ball more compared to, they're, they're getting a little more creative compared to last year. So yeah. I think that, the Texans, but yeah. I think, I think, I think that bodes well for the running back game. So Definitely Etienne over Pierce. Okay. Okay. And going now to the next game, we have the Browns and the Panthers. Crazy game. Uh, so the end of this game, um, from the Browns side, uh, there's not much to take away other than the running backs are going to running back. The quarterback is going to quarterback, and not in a good way, if you know what I'm saying. And just honestly, just a lot of disappointments from the receivers there. Uh, I know Cooper didn't have a good stat line, but he looked good, bro. Brissett missed him a couple times. It's Jacoby Brissett. But again, this is this is the whole reason why, you know, some people weren't high on Cooper and some people were. 
Um, I was kind of indifferent. I don't have him in any leagues. Wasn't targeting him, but like he's not a bad player. It's just the quarterback situation is so bad. He he. I don't know if you saw. He got open for like a, a bomb down the field, and just Brissett could not get, fit it into him. He got. It was actually a pass interference afterwards. Also, Njoku, only one target after becoming a top. Uh, I think at the time, like top five paid tight end. I think now it's top six or top seven. But um, he was on like participated just about in every route. I'm pretty sure just didn't get targeted. But you know who did get targeted? DPJ, Donovan People Jones, <laughs> eleven targets for him. How do you feel about uh, just the Browns offense in general, and especially uh, Mr. DPJ? Are you targeting him in waivers? Is this a fluke game? Are you not really sold? What's the vibe? I'm not sold on DPJ, but Hunt and Chubb are continuing to do what we've seen in the past couple of years and be both viable running backs. And yeah, Chubb just 22 for 141, 6.4 on the average. Chubb looks great. The Chubb Club is back. <laughs> yeah. And then on the other side, CMC, 10 for 33 on the ground. 3.3 a carry. He did score. And then 4 for 24 and through the air. It's not CMC numbers. I'll, I'll say that. But I think that just has to do with Baker Mayfield coming into a new offense. And he's still getting used to these players. I, I will say I'm, I am disappointed in DJ Moore. 3 for 43. On six targets, I feel like he should have been more featured. I didn't watch too much of this game, but he needs to he needs to be like eight, nine targets a game at least. Yeah, he actually wasn't really involved in the first half at all. I think he had like two targets at halftime. And then in one drive he had two catches and they were and like he made people miss like like crazy. You were like, Oh, maybe we should get this guy the ball. Like, yes, man, he's your He's your, I mean, Robbie had a great game. Robbie's a deep threat. He's always been a deep threat. Had a really good year a couple of years ago. Kind of faded out last year. I think that was because Sam the man was throwing him the ball. Um, and uh, just looked bad. Um, honestly, uh, real quick though, uh, McCaffrey, I don't know if you saw, he had like this crazy fumble recovery on like a botched snap. And he like, it essentially looked like a draw play afterwards because he, it was like a bad snap. Baker fumbled it. He picked it up and he ran for like 30 yards. And they just didn't get counted to Hispanic because it was a fumble recovery. It wasn't a carry. But um, he looked uh, – McCaffrey looks like McCaffrey. But, you know, this quarterback and just this this whole team in general is kind of kind of ugly right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We'll see. I think Baker will get a little bit better as the season progresses. But a QBR of 37 is not good. Not cutting it. The next game we're talking about are the Colts and the Texans. I know you had the Texans winning this game as the underdog, so this is this must be very disappointing that it ended up in a tie. Bro, let me, man, first of all, love you, Smith, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. How do you want to win over a locker room? Like, you guys are already supposed to be shit, like, right? Like, nobody expects you guys to be good. It's like fourth and one with like 30 seconds left in overtime and you decide to punt the football to play for a tie. Like, I'm sorry, if I'm a player, bro, my coach is a bitch. 
hundred percent. That's a bitchest move I've ever seen. Fuck that shit. Like, bro, either we win or we lose. I'm not settling for a fucking tie. Like, we're like the Colts are a good team, you know, and we had like they had the chance to beat them. It was twenty to three. They choked that, but besides, like, come on, man. Like, you gotta go for it. Like, what are you doing, my guy? What are you doing, my guy? Yeah. Sorry, that really pissed me off right there. No, I don't blame you. I actually I'm not really a fan of ties. Like, I think there should be a winner. Just keep playing until someone slips up and a team yeah, scores, man. bro. Like ties are ties are for soccer. <laughs> yeah, and, and and even then. But yeah. I, I a million percent I agree, man. I just it doesn't make sense to play for a tie. But I mean, getting into the game, bro, I mean Matt Ryan looked bad. I'm going to be honest. Matt Ryan looked pretty bad. I know his stats ended up looking a lot prettier than they were, but they could not get shit going when they were playing through Matt Ryan. They were like, maybe maybe the this this guy we have back there, Mr. Taylor, maybe maybe he could get us going. And he sure he did. <laughs> sure he did. You know, when your running back is averaging 5.2, you might as well just keep giving him the ball. He's going he's gonna to move the chains. And it, you know it's bad when the second best receiver is Naheem Hines. The RB2. Pittman was the only guy that really worked for Matt Ryan. He had nine for 121 through the air and a touchdown off of 13 targets. Pittman is... He had tunnel vision for him. Yeah. Pittman, I think he's going to do this the whole season. This is going to be a consistent thing. We saw... I forgot. I don't know if it was Paris Campbell or... um, I forgot which... It might have been Alec Pierce actually. That it was that, Pierce. Yeah, he dropped a wide open touchdown. It was it was so disappointing. But um, you got these uh, these other receivers just really not. I I don't know. If, I don't know yeah. if we should blame the receivers or Matt Ryan. To be honest, I mean the receivers. Uh, Dolan also dropped a tutty. Um, yeah. a harder catch than than Pierce, but I, I mean, at the same time, it just it, it wasn't looking good. Um, what I'm actually surprised was uh, was that that Granson guy, a damn Granson of mine. Uh, he got more. <laughs> he just got more involved in Mo Ali Cox. I would have never expected it. They also drafted Jelani Woods this year in the draft, like a six seven monster tight end, broke the combine, but can't turn to save his life, and he didn't even get utilized. So, or obviously, he didn't get targeted. Um, just I don't know, man. Uh, it definitely feels like Pittman and Hines are just going to carry this this offense for the most part. A couple of Parrish Campbell touches, you know, maybe a little sprinkle of other players, but really for fantasy relevance, it's going to be Taylor, Pittman, and Hines. Yeah. And then on the other side, we got Burkhead out carrying Damian Pierce. Tough. 14 to 40. Damian Pierce had 11 for 33. And then Cooks doing Cooks things, 7 for 82 off of 12 targets. The person behind Brandon Cooks was Burkhead with eight targets, which is pretty crazy. Surprising, honestly. I I wasn't expecting all this from Burkhead. I mean, I knew he was going to be involved. Uh, What kind of surprised me was the fact that they kept giving him the ball, even though um they were up. So I would have thought he would have just been like the third down guy, but he kind of did a little bit of everything. Again, I just feel like that's Lovey Smith, not you know, uh, leaning into the rookie and stuff like that. But um, honestly, down the road, if you, I have Damian Pierce in a couple leagues. Like, just hold on to the guy. Yeah. Um, he they played a great defense. First of all, like the Colts are very very good defensively, so there's definitely brighter days ahead. And just, I think talent's gonna win out. Yeah, Burkhead's always gonna have a role, and it's gonna kind of hurt you. But 
it is what it is. Going on to the next game here, we got the Giants and the Titans. This was a, a woozy of a game. I actually took the Titans to win. I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't. I don't really like the Titans. Fuck the Titans. But, uh, bro, Saquon. Want to talk about Saquon, bro. That's my dog right there. You know how to take him. I always say in fantasy drafts, like, um, if you're not first, you're last. So if you're, if you're just going to take a player because he has a safe floor, but he has no upside, then don't take that player. Take the player with the upside. Um, because if you lose by one, if you lose by 50, you still lost. And if a player hits, it's going to be worth more than a guy getting you six points a week. So um, Saquon hit. Talk about hitting. He, he smacked it. The wood, he smacked everything out the Titans. Just 18, 164, uh, was like their most targeted receiver. Like, this is what you expected from Christian McCaffrey, and he gave you what you expected from Christian McCaffrey. Like, just went crazy. Um, in general, uh, no other takeaways from I mean, the takeaway Kenny Galladay still stiff as a mannequin. Uh, Sterling Shepard is he caught a bomb. I don't like him. <laughs> Um, what's interesting is they only played Tony like seven snaps or something, which is very interesting because they gave him two carries, but like, man, like, uh, Gator, if you're watching this, bro, hit me up, bro. I'll, I'll take Tony off your hands. Uh, I loved Kadarius Tony, man. I really do. I'm actually considering trading Tyler Boyd for him in a league. Uh, I know that's very iffy, but I'd be getting some fab back. It's just, like I said, man, shoot for upside, bro. Like Boyd is never going to be. He's never going to be wide receiver one material. Um, Tony could be top 15, top 20. Like, the guy is that talented. Like, I don't know if you saw the play. He made, like, six people miss, bro. Like. Yeah, I saw how, it. How does, like, this guy is crazy. And, I mean, yeah, that's, tell us about that. The, what did you see from Tennessee? So, there wasn't much that happened, really, in the passing game to me. Kyle Phillips led the team. Six for 66 through the air on nine targets. I will, I, I do want to talk about Traylon Burks though. He only had 13 routes ran, but he had five targets, which is a 38.5% target per route run, which is Elite. pretty, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. It was second among rookies on the week, only to Kyle Phillips, who had a 42.9% target per route run off of 21 routes. Yeah. So I wasn't, I don't know if you expected this. I, I didn't see this coming. Kyle Phillips leading the, the team. Robert Woods being non-existent. So I'll be very honest with you. Um, in terms of Kyle Phillips, first of all, I personally, I loved Kyle Phillips. I saw him in the, in the senior bowl on like the 1v1 reps. Um, he was just dogging kids, bro. He played at uh, UCLA. Um, converted running back to wide receiver. Uh, I believe he was a converted running back to wide receiver. I might be wrong, but he's look at that man. They don't even have his picture up there. No, they do. Yeah, bro. Um, just very solid. Uh, he got taken in the fifth round, but um, I don't know if you know who Brett Coleman is. Brett Coleman, uh, one of the most famous NFL YouTubers. He he compared him to Hunter uh, Hunter Renfro with firecracker uh, with like fireworks in his ass. Like he is, <laughs> he's just shifty as fuck, bro. Like a uh, great speed, not a down threat guy, but like just just like a, a nice solid receiver, good hands. So um, I like Cal Phillips. Is he gonna do this every week? I mean, I hope they give him more chances than they gave to like Westbrook Akeem. Like he didn't do nothing, and just Robert Woods put up a, a big old dud. I was off on Woods entirely. 
I think if you should have taken somebody, it was Burks. And you can see, like, like I don't know. What do you think it is with coaches, man? Just not, like, not letting the better player just play off the rip. Like, what, like, gaining some kind of, like, what's up with that, man? Are it's you, too old school, bro. Are you referring to Woods right now? Yeah, like, uh, just not not just Woods, but Westbrook at Keen in specific. Like, bro, Traylon yeah. Burks is better than this guy. Like, you, you, you wasted a first-round pick on him. Let the man play. Like, it's that simple. Like, yeah. he's and, basic. You, and what, they traded A.J. Brown for him. Yeah, and Woods, this scenario, like, I kind of think the ACL, I don't think he's fully recovered yet. Like, if he's only getting two targets, I don't know how many routes he ran, but, like, that's that's not that's not good. You know, it's I don't, not good. I, I don't think he's fully recovered yet, which is why I don't have him in any, any leagues. But I was, I was shocked too. Uh, Hilliard getting all the, the the passing down work. That's a nice little, a new little wrinkle. So I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I'm very off on Derrick Henry this year. Mm. I was off on him early in the season. I'm not a fan of just like for that. For at that point, just take Nick Chubb. You know what I'm saying? Like you're getting running backs that have absolutely no passing down work, and you're just relying on running. And this guy's older than Chubb. Chubb, Chubb as a runner, probably a little bit better than Henry at this point, especially after an injury. Just I don't know, man. Um, very off on Chubb. Now you saw Hilliard get all the passing down work. Puts me even more down on Chubb. I actually got offered him for Kareem Hunt and uh, uh, AJ Dillon. I declined the offer. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want to see him. Leave him over there. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. Next game, we're talking about Packers lost to the Vikings, seven to twenty-three. Aaron Rodgers, twenty-two for thirty-four, one ninety-five, and no touchdowns and an interception. Oh. It did not look good for a team that didn't have Lazard. I think the Packers. I saw. I saw a lot of this game. They were in shambles no idea what they're doing out there i think they talk about tilting week one they were tilting week one <laughs> <laughs> like they just no receivers man like i mean lazard isn't a world beater but my goodness christian watson who i personally do like dropping that bomb just i know aaron Rodgers was like was that was that marquez ball to scantling out there like it just looked <laughs> just like him um it's just, it was an ugly game. I'm off on Rodgers as well, but uh, uh, you know who I'm on? I'm on Mr. Dillon, bro. Yes. Mr. Dillon. So if we look at the opportunities, Dillon had 16 and Jones had 10. Yep. So I wasn't expecting like Dillon to be the 1A, but that's what we saw. I don't think this is going to be consistent. I think Jones is going to get more involved in the passing game. I know he had six targets. I think he's going to get more than that. But I think they're they're both going to put up similar numbers. I, obviously, we just saw Dylan drop a 20-bomb in fantasy. He had 10 for 45 on the ground and a touchdown. And then he had 5 for 46 through the air, which is... He led him in targets. I mean, I'm sorry. He led him in receiving yards. He led him in carries. He scored their only touchdown. He was their goal line back. Yeah. Um, if you have Dylan like I do, I I think I have him just in every league. I just love AJ Dylan. Um, you feel pretty good about him. Um, and they were actually down the whole game. So imagine if they have positive game script, like both of them are gonna eat. So 
maybe this is a, a like you're starting both of them regardless i think from here on out but definitely feel more confident uh, starting them if if like they play the bears this week and you know i know they won but it's it's the bears for sure and then on the other side we got dalvin cook which i am not worried about at all he had 20 carries for 90 averaging 4.5 and 3 for 18 through the air if he scores he's getting 20 you know he got he got around 13 in fantasy and then we got jay jettas nine for 184 and two touchdowns he's the best receiver in the game yeah uh i think it's pretty safe to say he's definitely the best young receiver in the game i think bro he's he's i don't know if you saw like the clip of uh, people talking on Twitter, talking about uh, Jair Alexander saying, well, let me guard him. <laughs> it's like uh, J- Justin Jefferson absolutely killing him on a, on like a, on, on an in route. Just, oh my God, like he's, bro, he's crazy. So uh, my hot take was him and Thielen were going to be top 15 weeks. I think him by himself made that possible. Uh, Thielen didn't do much, but I think, I think you, I get a pass because Justin Jefferson went absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I like and, the offense. And Cousins. Uh, I did have that prop, the over 1.5 touchdowns. He he, he got that before halftime. Easy. Both he, to Jay Jettas. And he, he knew where to look at. And he didn't score after that. So I guess he knew I had the prop. And he's like, this one's for Swift. Let me let, yeah. me, let him not stress about this pick. I spoke to him. I spoke to him about your prop personally. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I was like, thank you, Kirky. I appreciate it. And no problem. Moving on to the Chiefs game. What an onslaughter. This was an absolute and I and you you wanted this game. You liked this game because of the fantasy potential, but what you failed to realize was just, it was only for one team. It was only for one team. Mahomes had five passing touchdowns. I, I I believe like four of them were at halftime, bro. I don't know. The game was over in the first quarter. It was 14 to 0, and like the Cardinals looked defeated. <laughs> Kyler Murray was throwing his hands up. He didn't know what to do. Like nobody was getting open. It was just just a bad game for the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Kelsey is the best tight end, and it's not close. Like I, I love Andrews, but Kelsey, Kel- Kelsey, without Tyreek Hill, Mahomes is feeding Kelsey. He had eight for 121 and a touchdown through the air. And I didn't expect Clyde to. Drop a twenty bomb in fantasy, but it looks good. It's 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 partly because he he did get two touchdowns through the air. I will say that that Isaiah Pacheco did out carry him. It could have been due to game scripts, you know. The yeah, Chiefs, it was the, fourth quarter the Chiefs were up, but um, I'm not I'm not uh I'm not doing victory laps with Clyde. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be honest. I I'm if I have Clyde, I, I would feel very happy. I have Clyde again. If I don't have him, I don't want to necessarily trade for him. I think his value is a little crazy right now, especially after this week. Um, but I think he's gonna be viable. Uh, RB two slash flex maybe. Um, he got a lot of the the work with the first team. Once the game got out of hand, then you know, in came Honestly, I just think the Cardinals defense is horrible because everybody. I I think you could have been out there at running back and you would have been a fantasy <laughs> option this week, bro. Like it was bad. Um, I, I I'm gonna be. So let me let me preface this by saying I, Travis Kelsey is, I think, very easily 
best tight end in the league. With that being said, the Cardinals are the worst team at guarding tight ends. So he did go crazy, but I don't expect eight for 121 every week. So um, just I had Kelsey last year without, I mean, with Tyreek and just Kelsey's great, man, but it's it's the Cardinals defense. And on the Cardinals side, Greg Dortch. Man, I saw this guy play us in the preseason. Swift. Motherfucker can play ball. I'm not gonna lie, I never heard of this guy before. <laughs> he was he was cooking the Ravens out there. Um, just out targeted Hollywood. Kind of shocked me. Hollywood didn't have the best game. I also think it's just because he got like the Legarius Sneed treatment, and like everybody was like, "All right, where's Hollywood Brown at? That's what we're gonna guide." Um, but uh, definitely saved his day with the tutty. Just not really much to take away. Connor looked like Connor. He actually looked pretty decent a couple plays. Just again, they had nothing. Like they were just depleted. Zach Ertz scored a touchdown late, which actually helped them. But I'm I'm off of the Ertz train, a million percent. Yeah, he almost didn't play this game. So exactly. But you know what? You, you know who I do like in this game. Sorry to cut you off there, yeah. uh, Mr. Benjamin, bro. Shout out Eno. Love me some Eno Benjamin. I see. Uh, I'm actually, you know, it's kind of unfortunate I'm saying this because I have some some claims and some links over. I put down some fab on him. Uh, just really like him, bro. Uh, I think he is like watching him with the ball in his hands is like he's good. He was good at. I think he went. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher. I think it was Iowa State, maybe Arizona State or Iowa. It was one of those three, um, where he went to college at, and he just again just looked very good, just in general. Yeah, I, I see a lot of uh, Chase Edmonds in him. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're high on Chase Edmonds, so you got to be high on Mr. On exactly, Mr. exactly. Let the bidding war commence. <laughs> <laughs> Next game we're talking about Raiders 19, Chargers 24. Devontae Adams, 10 for 141 and a touchdown off of 17 targets. He led the league in targets. I thought Chase was going to lead with 16. Nope. Devontae Adams said, let me get that. Hold my beer. Yeah. He said, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, Carr Car and Adams' connection is definitely there. I no will fault. say Waller, he only had six targets, but he made the best out of him, averaging almost 20 yards a catch, four catches for 79 yards. The running game, Josh Jacobs was not. I mean, it it was there, but like I guess it was game script, right? Uh, yeah, they were they were down they were down a lot. Uh, at one point they actually made it a very close game. But uh, I'll be very honest. So I, I do like Josh Jacobs. Um, I think this is a good offense. They played the Chargers. Chargers have a good defense. Their O line sucks, by the way. The uh the Raiders O line was horrible. Uh, I, you see, he got sacked. They had like six sacks, five on card. Just he had no time, so that kind of hurts him. But like Jacobs should be good enough. Like th- this offense should be good enough. And Jacobs clearly was the the only running back. Like you barely saw Zamir White, barely saw Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bowden got a couple carries. But like it's 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 very clearly Jacobs. So if you do have Jacobs, feel feel pretty good about that. That's true. And on the other side, Mr. Austin Eckler. Um, not the most efficient game. I don't. I don't really know what to attribute that to. Just 
just not not the best game for Mr. Mr. Eckler. Had a couple catches, four four uh, four targets, four catches. But I saw Herbert spreading this ball around a lot. Once Keenan Allen got hurt, unfortunately, Keenan got hurt. I think he had those 66 yards in like the first quarter. Like yeah. This guy was killing whoever was lined up across from him. Um, what's kind of disappointing, though, is Mr. Mikey Mike Mike. I have Mikey Mike Mike. And uh, talk about boomer bust player, man. Two for 19, and Keenan was out since the first quarter. What are the vibes? What are the vibes from Mr. Mikey Mike Mike for you, man? I didn't see the game, so I'm just going to assume that it was just coverage and like the, o- the other guys were open. I think he'll bounce back, and I think he's a good buy low candidate, especially with Keenan dealing with um, it's a hamstring issue, right? Uh, yeah, it's a hamstring issue. They actually play tomorrow versus the Chiefs. So it yeah. should be a high scoring game, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have I don't really have an issue with this. This is um, this is a Mike chalk, Williams. I'm I'm chalking I'm chalking <laughs> I'm chalking this game up, really for Mike Williams. I think he'll he'll bounce back fine, and then your boy Gerald Everett, sir. You you spoke about him last week, three for fifty four through the air and a touchdown, and now with Keenan out, he he'll probably get more than four targets now. He's he's the guy who dominates the middle of the field, like the short area stuff. So kind of like Keenan does. I'm not saying he's Keenan Allen. There is only one Keenan Allen, and it's Keenan Allen. Um, but um, just yeah, man. I, like I said, I'm very high on him. You give me a tight end with his his advanced metrics, a good offense with a good quarterback, and I'll take my chances. So I'm very glad I took him. Where I took him, I think he's probably priority pickup in waivers for tight ends. Um. Yeah, but yeah, man. I'm, I don't. Not much to take away. I don't really see the the hype behind Joshua Palmer. This man averaged one point seven a catch, three catches for five yards. So, I'm actually going to defend him because <laughs> I do like Joshua Palmer. Uh, like him in Tennessee, he got taken a little high, according to some people. But uh, he had two games in his whole career. Yeah, I think this is second year. Yeah, second year. So he had two games last year where he actually got over eighty percent of the snaps. One was a Mike Williams injury, and the other was a Keenan injury. In those two games, he got 13 targets combined, 10 catches, 109 yards, and two tutties. Both weeks finished with over 15 fantasy points in PPR. And I think, I think the guy's more. I, I think I think the guy's good, man. I think he passes the eye test. Um, every game he got over six six targets or more, and he had double digit fantasy points. Um. If you have him, if he's available, and you have Keenan Allen, I think you should definitely take consider just taking him and like a uh, uh, plug in this week. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Moving on, moving on. Talk about your, talk about your Tom, man. Talk about Tom. Hey, I'm not gonna say I called it. People, people are actually like praising Tom for some of the throws that he made in this game, which you know they they look good, they look good. But in a fantasy aspect, I think he only had twelve or thirteen points. Didn't do much. He had one one touchdown through the air, and that was to Mike Evans, which was a beautiful catch. Um, 
this game was a snooze fest. I actually did not watch this game because I had a feeling this was going to happen. Yep. And I'm glad I'm glad I, I didn't waste my time. You know, I, I watched Game of Thrones instead. That was entertaining. But I have to catch up. But Fournette, man, 21 for 127. Uncle Lenny, man. Um, sucks because I'm not, I wasn't too high on Uncle Lenny and he kind of shut us up. I think you weren't too high on him either. But uh, it just seems to me Uncle Lenny's going to be, going to be relevant because uh, talk about Uncle, Uncle Tom is out there. Grandpa Tom at this point, he's out there. His, his arm's about to fall off. They're, they're like, you know what? Let's just run, let's just run this season a little bit more. Excuse me. I'm actually not, uh, I'm I, actually not buying it. Oh, you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I think Tell me. Tell I me. think uh I think this just it just happened to happen in this game, but like I think Rashad White is going to become more involved. I don't think they want to give Fournette this amount of touches every game, and I don't think he can sustain it. So, obviously we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm not taking victory laps with with Fournette yet. Yeah, I definitely think Rashad White should be rostered in every single league. Um, ten team, twelve team, take him, bro. Uh, he was he was a he was a good receiver in college. He actually had two targets, um, in his first game with Tom Brady, which is, um, as a rookie that you should be proud of that. And he ran the ball out. I think uh Lenny got hurt or something towards the end of the game because they didn't really play him or something. But I know his numbers don't look that good, but you take the best running uh, like you 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 would you take the backup running back on a very good offense like this projector be. How do yeah. you feel about Uncle Julio though, man? This this team is full of uncles now that I'm thinking about him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so he had three for sixty nine through the air off of five targets. Every time he caught a ball and got tackled, he was slow to get up. Oh my god. It, it was I, I'm sorry, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it it was kind of funny, but like I I I would be worried if if I was an owner. Like I just I just I I like to see my players bounce back up when they get hit, you know. And you you're never gonna see that with Julio. This man this man looks like an old man. You know, to this day, that man is uh, he's out there at his house. It hurts for him to pick up the remote control. He was trying to watch House of Dragons on the next day, but he just cut him <laughs> The guy was struggling, man. He was struggling. Um, with that being said, pick him up if he's available because Chris Godwin is out for a couple weeks minimum with the hamstring injury. He looked, bro, he looked good, bro. Yeah. I, when he got out there, I think first play, they gave him a pass, and I was like, oh, my God. This, yeah. this guy tore his ACL? How long ago? He looked very good, and then he got hurt, obviously, um, per huge. Yo. But for the Cowboys, there was, I'm not going to lie, if you're a Cowboys fan, just log out right here because I'm not going to say very nice things about your team. Starting with the owner, what the fuck is Jerry Jones doing? Like, you guys are, Zeke looked good, but you guys are paying Zeke all this money, and just what what happened to the O-line in front of him, man? Like, you you decided to pay the running back but not the offensive line? Like, have y'all not seen the Giants over the past, like, Three years, Saquon's been getting killed. Finally decided to invest some first-round capital, and Saquon goes crazy. Just, I don't understand. I don't understand, uh, like, not investing in your weapons. Like, they, I don't know, man. They, they're going downhill. Uh, Dak didn't look good. He didn't have any time. Uh, CD had 11 targets for what? Like, empty-ass targets. He just, if you have CD, bro, um, and you can get any value for him, 
try to because uh, yeah, he's gonna get hyper targeted, but at the same bro, like how much do you expect? Like, I love CD Lamb, but he's never been a one. He's never been a one. He's always been Cooper was getting the, the vast majority of the of the attention, and then Lamb was getting the second most, but then they still had, you know, that killer offensive line, Tony Pollard, Zeke, and it just doesn't look to be the case this year. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm off the entire offense. That that counts. I, I think the only person I'm on is Zeke. I'm yeah, actually we, not really panicking on CD to be honest because he's a oh. slot because he's a slot receiver. I think Cooper Rush will be able to get him the ball often, and he's the yak king. So I think I think he's gonna get his. It's obviously just not his ceiling is gonna be lower, but I think his floor is still there. I completely agree. Take away the next game. Yeah, so the last game of the week was probably one of the, the biggest upsets. Uh, the Broncos lost to the Seahawks 16-17. to Russell Wilson, 340 through the air, one touchdown, which was to Jerry Judy. And Javante Williams is really the, the highlight of this game for me. For I would say for the both of us. I'm going to speak for both of us. Javante Williams had... 11 catches for 65 through the air off of 12 targets and 7 for 43 on the ground. These are CMC numbers that Javante is putting up. I mean, not, not through the ground, but through the air. I don't think anyone was really expecting him to get this kind of volume through the air, but he looked great. Six, he's averaging 6.1 on the ground and then 5.9 through the air, so... Yeah, if you're a Broncos fan, you should be disappointed. Y'all could have won this game like four times. Um, I guess they just wanted, you know, Seattle to feel good for a week. But uh, uh, Melvin Gordon fumbled at the goal line. Javante fumbled at the goal line. But the Javante one, it was kind of weird. Like, it looked like a bobbled, like, exchange. By yeah. the time he got the ball, the, the I don't know who was trying to block for him, but they weren't doing a good job. Yeah, the... the he got popped. Yeah, the guy was wrapping the one that was blocking for Javante and his hand just like yeah, popped great the ball play by him. Yeah. It just popped the ball out. Um, and it, it was funny because I, I was, I was talking to Hunter during the game and, and he's a Javante owner. I'm a Javante owner. And he, he's like, bro, they keep giving Melvin Gordon the ball. He was getting mad. And then when he, when he when Melvin Gordon fumbled, he, he was, he was so, he was so happy. He's like, Javante stock up through the roof so then later later in the game he facetimes me and he's like a minute ahead of me and he knows that he's like bro watch this play and i see javante get and it's on the goal line i'm like oh he's about to punch it in we're about we're about to be hype you know this is gonna be great for both of us we both have him this man fumbles the ball bro i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i lost because of that fumble that's crazy. But I lost I lost by six points. He would have had a touchdown and the you know the not taking away the minus two, I would have won. But, but honestly, I like Judy. I thought he looked good, bro. Yeah. I um, I still like Sutton more. 
that's that's interesting. I do like both of them. I'll be honest. In, in general, uh, stock up for both these receivers. Stock yeah. down for receiver three, whoever it is. Yeah. KJ Hamler didn't get involved. Yeah. Um, insert name wasn't relevant. I think uh, Albert O. Eh, eh, I don't know how to feel, man. No. He had six targets. They were all like, like, like three yard routes, and he just like turned around, fell forward, six yards. Uh, I don't know how much of that you can enjoy. But definitely, Sutton, Sutton and, and Judy were getting bombs. Like it was, like like Russell was out there. Like you know what? I don't want to throw slant routes. I'm throwing nine routes. I think they had. I don't know how many penalties the Seahawks had, but it was a lot. It was a lot of just straight pass interference, pass interference, especially for Sutton. So yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just think Judy Judy after the catch looks like Judy did in in, in Bama. He he looks yeah. like that guy after the catch. Yeah, and, and then on the other side, we we got Metcalf. I know he didn't put up, like, huge numbers, but he went seven for seven. So, and I think that that number is going to rise. Geno Smith, to me, put on a surprising uh, show because show, he, he was 23 for 28. Um, 195 and two touchdowns. One to Disley and then the other one to Parkinson. Yeah. I have nothing to say about this, yeah, this I, side of the ball. Yeah, this is if you have Rashad Penny, I guess you're proud because they were giving him the ball a lot. Um, I don't think he's going to be getting the ball this much, considering just honestly everything. Like the the team kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie, their defense was good, but uh, if you have DK, bro, um, this is not how you wanted to see DK get used. They were throwing him screen passes and telling him get some yards because Geno could not throw. Like it looks like they were just basically like they manufactured the entire game around Geno Smith's inability to push the ball downfield. And as a DK Metcalf owner, if you have Ty Lockett, you feel like absolute dog shit right now because he did fucking nothing. He was irrelevant. Like the like the he got yeah, he got the second most targets on the team. But like I said, man, Geno Smith is gonna put a cap on this offense that you're gonna hate. I don't think he's gonna be startable. I don't think I think the only person like you throw into your lineup is DK because he has the ability to break off a tutty. But other than that, him and Penny you don't feel confident about either. I don't think they, they help me sleep at night knowing they're in my lineup. I agree. I agree 100%. And with that being said, man, I think that'll wrap it up, right? Any any Anything else you want to get to? No, I will say that um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we are also on podcasts. So if you're on the road, you can just listen to us while you're driving or whatever. And then vice versa, if you're listening on podcasts, we also have video on YouTube where you can actually see the things that we're talking about. Yeah, man, as people say, man, put the D in that subscribe button down there. <laughs> we need that D in that subscribe button down there. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you guys leave a comment, actually, on whatever platform, a uh, five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and um, just a comment on the YouTube, we'll answer any questions that you have regarding fantasy. Um, trade offers, thoughts, opinions, whatever you want. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll have a segment dedicated to you guys. Yep. Um, and with all that being said, hey, per usual, stay saucy, my friends. I thought that was a great